welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Matthew 21 44 reads, And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. As Christ's ministry drew to its close, it increased in both severity and gentleness. Severity to the class to whom it was always severe, and gentleness to the class from whom it never turned away. Side by side through all his manifestation of himself, there were the two aspects. He showed himself forward to the self-righteous and the Pharisee, and he bent with deepest tenderness of yearning love over those in darkness and sinfulness, which in their, in their great darkness dimly knew themselves blind, and in their sinfulness stretched out a lame hand of faith and groped for a divine deliverer. This text has only words of severity and awful foreboding. Christ had been telling these Pharisees and priests that the kingdom was to be taken from them and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. He interpreted for them an Old Testament expression. The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. And then, falling back on other Old Testament uses of the same figure, he weaves into one the whole of them. Isaiah about the sure foundation. Daniel about the stone cut out without hands, which became a great mountain, crushing down all opposition, and centers them all in himself. The two clauses of the text point to two different kinds of operation on those who reject the gospel. For one class, he said, whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. For the other, on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. In the one case, the stone is represented as passive, lying quiet. In the other, it has acquired motion. In the one case, the man stumbles and hurts himself, a remedial injury, a self-inflicted injury, a natural injury, without the active operation of Christ to produce it at all. In the other case, an injury is worse than remedial. It is utter, absolute, grinding destruction, and it comes from the active operation of the stone of stumbling. That is to say, the one class represents the present hurts and harms which by the natural operation of things, without the action of Christ judicially at all, every one of us receives in the very act of rejecting the gospel. And the other represents the ultimate issue of that rejection, which rejection is darkened into opposition and fixed hostility. When the stone that was laid for a foundation has got wings and comes down in judgment, crushing and destroying the antagonist utterly, whosoever falls on this stone is broken here and now, and on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder hereafter and yonder. So here are three lessons. First, every one of us has some kind of contact with Christ. Second, rejection of him here and now is harm and maiming. Lastly, rejection of him hereafter and yonder is hopeless, endless, utter destruction. Christ is offered to each of us in good faith on God's part as a means of salvation, a foundation which we can build. A person is free to accept or reject that offer. If he rejects it, yet he cannot cut himself off from all contact and connection with that rejected Savior. The message he has refused to believe yet exercises an influence on his character and his destiny. My friend, will you let me lay this one thing upon your heart? You cannot hinder the gospel from influencing you somehow. It is everywhere. It thrusts itself on you at every turn. The air is saturated with its influence. 
You can't go back to the old naked barbarity, and you cannot reduce the influence of Christianity, even considered merely as one of the cultural anachronisms of the times, to zero. You may think you're letting it alone, but it doesn't let you alone. It is here, and you cannot shut yourself off from it. Nor is the offer of salvation through the gospel easily shunted aside. The words pass into our souls, and then we can never be the same as if they had not been there. The gospel once heard is always a gospel which has been heard. Nothing can alter that. Please choose the right. Oh, and have you talked to God today? You have been listening to God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.